hello, howdy, ciao. Uh, <laughs> wow. Nice to see you all again <laughs> on uh, wow. episode four. I just uh, I did my you know my American of hello. I did mm-hmm. my Southwest Arizona uh, wannabe cowboys of howdy. There it is. Um, and then I did the chow of my Sicilian, um, which I actually I'm, I'm hopefully going to be meeting a Sicilian in my neighborhood here soon. He's like 80 years old. Um, just live out my dreams of he's got like a garden and stuff. But anyway, well, just that's beside the point. Yeah, just like he's probably just walking around his neighborhood with his shirt off. Um, oh, absolutely. That's what my Italian neighbor does all the time. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, he's always he's always uh, chopping down branches and like leaf blowing all the pollen. I've never seen men with such large like good but large bellies they it's not like yep. necessarily like fat but it's just a large nope. belly but be so confident in their bodies seriously like with how they look it's just yep. phenomenal uh, anyway <laughs> it's that's, amazing that's not what we're here to talk about um ryan before we get into today's episode uh what what are you reading these days i'm sure our listeners would want to know what what you've been diving into um yeah dude yeah let's talk about it because uh, you're so in seminary and a pastor I am. So you got mm-hmm. a lot of things you're probably reading. Yeah. Uh, I just finished uh, The History of Christianity by Huso Gonzalez. He is a Cuban-American uh, theologian. Um, he gets accused of being too much of a liberation theologian, but he's Cuban-American. so I feel like that's most people unless they're – if they're non-white yeah. and not reformed, then I feel like they often get accused of being a liberation <laughs> theologian. Yeah. And so, so I just read his volume two because I took church history two and I'm about to read his volume one for church history one, which I'm taking in the summer. Um, and then I just finished the rise and triumph of the modern, <laughs> the modern self, self by Carl Truman and evangelicals are raging over this book in a positive way for them. Uh, they're loving it. Like everybody, even Ben Shapiro said, this is the most important book of our time. And he's not even evangelical or he's Christian. Jewish. So yeah, and so different. basically, you have a historical theologian trying to retrieve all this philosophy to tell us why we think the way we think in the modern age, and it is like, in my opinion, expert fallacy. So like, when you are an expert in one thing, and then you just say, "I'm going to go do this thing," and then try to comment on it, like in my opinion, Wayne Grudem in politics, it's like, bro, <laughs> what? When when Wayne you're Grudem a wrote his article, theologian saying yeah. why it's morally right to build a wall <laughs> oh baby <laughs> either did, way uh, yeah. Uh, yeah anyway uh, and then i'm reading i'm rereading a um reappearing church by mark sayers and that's just giving me life it is beautiful oh, nice i didn't know um, he had books i figured he did but i haven't read any of stuff yep. i mostly just listened to him yep so that's cool so that's what i'm at i just read uh building a multi-ethnic church by derwin gray um, mm. just came out recently it's pretty good it did. um i it was i i mean i skim a lot of books and that, that was one of them i skimmed but it was a good book um and then i read fiction so i'm like reading the red rising series i got a new book i'm gonna read it's fiction as well i don't remember the name of it um and then i also read recently i'm trying to think of what the name was i can't think of it but it was about basically being bored the brilliance of boredom um mm. and talking about how our brains are overstimulated and actually creativity arises um, when our brains become bored, not like by Come just grinding on. them into the ground. So yeah. Anyway, just another thing like from a documentary to a book that's like I need to put some more time limits on my phone and leave right. it places when I go other places. Um, so anyway, <laughs> one day we will be in hopefully a uh, a post uh, you know reading age where we just input data into our brains, Ryan, 
And so speaking yep. of post-ages and, and post-things, uh, we're talking about post-racial America. Um, we are. And the, the common saying, uh, America isn't racist anymore. We elected Obama. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, Ryan, have you heard uh, any of these sayings before uh, in, your, in your lifetime? Yeah. Oh, I've, I've definitely heard those before. Um, I, I hear basically in our short history, kind of like we were talking about in episode one or two, um, we just think, well, MLK, and then Obama was president, and then like you have athletes that are black that have a lot of money. That's true. LeBron. And it's like, well, what about these mega rich athletes? Yeah. But there's like really like comparatively to the population, that's like an yeah. aberration. Like it's not the norm. Yeah, when you got LeBron James, who's worth a billion dollars, but yet the net income, like the average net income of black families, is still seventeen thousand dollars or yeah. uh, net worth. Like yeah. clearly, there's not many clearly. LeBron Jameses <laughs> yeah. out there. Exactly. And so in my mind, I'm like, dude, what do you mean? We are still a racialized America. Always has been. Um, yeah. So no, I, I, I don't agree with those statements. Uh, and I've heard them all the time. <laughs> yeah. It's, well, and it's, it's like, so does, does, does improvement mean like we erad- eradicated it? Like, exactly. obviously, it's improved. Um, we would never sit here and say that things haven't improved, especially since mm-hmm. the 60s. Um, like, Obama being a president is a huge milestone. But that doesn't mm-hmm. mean that now, like, race isn't playing a role at all in America. Exactly. It, it's like, in some ways, it's like, you know, a lot of Christians are claiming we're persecuted in the U.S. are going to be. But mm-hmm. literally, every Christian or every president ever in America, uh, for the most part, has claimed to be Christian. I think there's, like, a couple deists. Um, in there and a couple like unknowns but like it's like 95 percent have claimed to be christians but yet uh we would still you know claim we're persecuted so how is that possible you have christian presence joe biden is a christian uh <laughs> and yet you think he, he's persecuted so even even just thinking of like having one leader of this certain group or team or you know ethnicity or whatever does not mean that now all problems related to such thing are now gone exactly um and like let's think of like when obama was president ryan can you remember those years we weren't super old um yeah i was like 15 16. you remember like hearing like especially growing up in in northeast mesa what what did you hear when he was president was it like everyone was cheering and excited because we're in post-racial america and everyone was so thrilled that a black man was president or what, what did you hear my friend who will not be named dad said who will also about not be obama named. He looks real natural hanging out of that window there like a monkey. Oh. And my friend thought it'd be funny to tell me that because Obama was like uh, at some, he was in some tower or some, something really high up where he was like addressing a crowd, like waving, uh, like leaning out of a windowsill. And that comment became foundational for how i interpreted every comment about Hmm. obama being basically not not a full human uh yeah that should be leading america and friends being like what you're voting for him you'd vote for him and i was like yeah i would and my only reason really was because i didn't know anything was like yeah he's black president that's a big deal um, yeah, but that didn't translate for my uh, uh, high school, like my classmates, basically. So, yeah, yeah, man, that's what I remember. 
<laughs> yeah. I can remember, uh, I won't name them either, but friends and family members, I won't say which one it is that fits into the, the umbrella. Uh, Great. But basically, subtly claiming he was the Antichrist. And oh, man. Like basically saying, like jokingly, but saying, you know, stock yeah. up on flour and stock mm-hmm. up on like canned foods because we're about mm-hmm. to see the tribulation come. And they, they, I think it was obviously in jest, but it's like, oh my gosh, <laughs> that's so like extreme. I mean, and when you think of like when even when Obama was president, you had the big birther conspiracy started to take roots. Um, and that wasn't just like a, I mean, Donald Trump uh, really pushed that, but also you had Franklin Graham, Billy Graham's son. Um, Franklin Graham said that Obama wasn't a true Christian, even though Obama had attended church for literally most of his life, <laughs> um, and even professed to be Christian, probably even more than most presidents, way more than Donald Trump even professed to be Christian, uh, like right. in his actions and mannerisms and rituals and liturgies he would do. Um, so you had that. And then, uh, in 2010, more white evangelicals believed Obama was Muslim than Christian. <laughs> right, right, right. So there was the whole 20- like birther... Yeah. All of that. So 29% of white evangelicals thought he was a Muslim. Only mm. 27% thought he's a Christian. And then 42% said we were not sure what religion he is. When literally Obama, time after time, professed. <laughs> could tell you his church, could tell you his pastor. Uh, and yeah. So you see this even in the Christian world of like, yeah, Obama was president, but no other president is maybe like, been put under the scrutiny and it's not like straight oh shot like you're you're the the obama hanging out of the window that comment that's more of the explicit you know we're yep. still in a racialized america but there's mm-hmm. all these like other birther he's not really a christian he's right. not one of us etc yep. etc that are kind mm-hmm. of hitting the same thing they're not they're not saying yeah it, yeah, saying yeah, it. yeah yeah <laughs> dog there was a meme going around about him versus because memes began you know in like 2008 and yeah. It, at least that I remember memes. Obama began. created memes. Dude. Thanks, oh Obama. <laughs> Thanks, Obama. So oh, that's still so funny to say. Uh, so what happened was there's this picture of John McCain when he was younger and like an Air Force and the Air Force and like had all this blonde hair and this chiseled jawline. And it was like and then there was a picture of like Obama in Kenyan garb <laughs> when he was like 12 <laughs> Yeah. Like, just kind of, like, dancing around. And they put those two pictures together, and it was like, come on, America. Are you kidding me? (laughs) And I was like, dog. Trevor Noah even did a little clip about how Obama's the worst president ever. And there was a time where, like, uh, he was at, um, I don't know, some National Guard was holding an umbrella over Obama, and the National Guard member was getting rained on. It was like a color guard member. Mm-hmm. was getting rained on while the president was getting shielded with an umbrella and it was like <laughs> what kind of president would ever let this happen <laughs> and you're just like dude i know i know we're kind of off topic here with just yeah. like remembering obama going. era but <laughs> dude it, it's so dumb yeah oh man yeah okay yeah. i'm sorry yeah. i just it kind of brings up like it's not funny it's memory. like memories like, yeah that are just so like out there that you're just like <laughs> holy crap they said that like they did they that. that that was a controversy and that only a in a still racialized america are you gonna get scrutiny yeah. for yeah like a thing obviously like color guards yes do for president some of the scrutiny is just for being president and being of a different political party but there's yeah. a lot of it that had some racial undertones to it 
um, that other presidents are dealing with. Like, yeah, like, of course, everyone, like, monitored Trump walking down that staircase or whatever. Remember oh, walking dude. down the ramp <laughs> and, like, scrutinized him being old. Um, so, obviously, like, yeah, there's some right. things with Obama is, that are just. It is kind of meme, meme-like yeah. president culture. Yeah, like I think the the umbrella thing was definitely like president meme culture of just like, well, a true president wouldn't, you know, take that over the color guard, even though it's like probably the color guard's job to like yeah, <laughs> do that and not yeah. take it. Um, but yeah, there are some things obviously that like were just uniquely to him. Like so even right. uh, in Obama's second swearing in in, in 2013, um, Mark Driscoll tweeted that he was praying for him. But he said, I'm praying for a president who is placing his hands on a Bible he doesn't believe in and taking an oh, oath to yeah. a God that he doesn't know. Man. And it's like just you can you can critique Obama's uh, some of his religious worldviews, some of his policies, sure. some of what he did. And we, we will a little bit here towards the end. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about some of the things. But like, I don't know, man, like he he's got a more of a religious pedigree than, again, a lot of these other white presidents we've had that we just assume that like yeah it's a good christian man i guarantee there's more white evangelicals that thought trump was a hardcore christian than they thought obama was absolutely um and no one's claiming that trump was like a a muslim or an atheist or anything like that um so anyway and yeah i mean you have other people like uh james dobson calling uh obama a tyrant (laughs) yeah yeah Uh, how we how we get into like political regimes so quickly from umbrellas is amazing to me yeah yeah or you take like one thing and it's like see see yeah told you antichrist antichrist yep um and so like obviously post-racial america if you've listened to this our podcast enough of them like i don't want to like make people who deny racism and i don't want to say they're dumb or whatever or blind or whatever but it's just like it's really hard i think it's really hard with the data we have with the stories we have with the videos we have with the experience we have, if you have any friends, um, to believe that we live in a fully post-racial world. If anything, like evangelicals are claiming right now that, you know, the progressive party is over-racializing us. Um, so they're even acknowledging, they're just saying it's a different source <laughs> of the problem, but they're even acknowledging that we're too racialized. Um, and maybe in some ways, you know, progressives aren't helping and ain't making us too racialized. But just to say that, you know, we don't have color being a factor anymore with the reality of go listen to our systemic racism episode, go listen to the bleach brutality episode, go listen to literally any of them. You can see that there's, there's still a very, the very fact that this is called black and white church, like just the title. (laughs) Come on. Yeah. 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 Well, it's just like, there's a reason we have black churches and white churches. Like we're super Mm -hmm. segregated still. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, and I, I could say I could give a bunch of stats. What we talked about is in systemic racism. I could talk about how you know our our boy propaganda talks about there being a school in Alabama named after Don't Robert E. Lee, and it's eighty nine percent black, and just like the irony of America mm-hmm. and race, and how some of us will seek to deny it that it even exists because simply a man that was called a monkey by white evangelicals, by some of them, hmm. that him getting elected somehow means that it's over. That MLK mm-hmm. getting shot and martyred for the civil rights movement mean that that's when racism ended. It's just ludicrous mm-hmm. to me that you point to these monumental moments for the black community and say, since they had that one moment, now, therefore, they, they're they equal and we can judge them uh, if they don't match up with us. Right. Um. So, Ryan, maybe we can talk a little bit here as we end. Um, just still speaking as a Christian, though, like, 
did you have, looking back, any problems with Obama's presidency? Are we here to say that he was the best Christian president we've ever had or <laughs> the most faithful witness we've ever had or whatever? Or like, what what is your perception of him in, in kind of generalized in America as a Christian? Um, to kind of, in a sense, extend an olive branch to those who are, we're kind of bashing on saying that, like, how dare you say this? But then, like, what's the other side of the, of the token in our hearts? Yeah, I think I think for Obama, he he spent so much time uh, continuing to do the exceptionalism that got him to where he got. Because, I mean, to become president, he had to be mega articulate, go to Harvard, like, like all these things just to become— But he smoked like, weed in college, Ryan. Right, right. So then his whole—he's <laughs> whole, just trash, right? Um, but, like, Obama had to— had to play play the system so hard um and he's such a good debater and ideas guy but when it came down to like actually implementing a lot of things i think michelle probably got to implement a lot more and like work work a lot more and get a lot more done and i know the presidency is tied up in a lot but then i also just think one of the biggest saddest things about his presidency and this is a hard call that anybody in his situation would have had to make was just bailing out the banks so quickly like yeah it was like obama i know we had to pass stimulus to bail out how these guys robbed america for yeah decades basically robbing the poor and robbing the the middle class and robbing everyone (laughs) everyone and then it's like homie what um and just being i think a little bit too soft in the in the um the uh uh foreign policy concerning uh things in the middle east i think he should have just gotten more clear and a little bit stronger not more violent but just like hey let's let's think a little bit more about before we just are like yeah dude just make nukes i don't know that's and that's a really oversimplified critique yeah i think but that those are things from obama's presidency that i did not appreciate as a black man Um, yeah well i think there's a if if you talk to a lot of people especially black christians it'll have a, a plethora of problems like they're not no one is out there saying that just because he's a black man in the presidency therefore right. it was perfect um right. so like there's a lot of issues like i mean even speaking of his war policies like i think obama had the highest civilian casualty rate in drone strikes of any president ever now granted drones oh have only been around for so long um but like his casualty or a civilian casualty rate is the highest we've ever had in terms of like to what it actually did so like just the yeah. amount of carnage. And, and granted, with the president, you know, we put too much blame and pressure on them. That probably wasn't even maybe his call on a lot of them. It was probably the, the war or the Pentagon or whatever. Um, but, yeah, of course, there's like – I mean, as Christians, we can just say, like, yeah, there's a, there's so many things that I had wrong with Obama's presidency. But, like, I don't need to sit around and claim that he's an antichrist and not a Christian when, like, there's so many things I had wrong with every presidency ever. But for some reason, his right. presidency specifically – um, from white evangelicals got the most scrutiny. Now, granted, Trump got a ton of scrutiny, but not from necessarily Christians. <laughs> and so yeah. uh, that's just why we're focusing on that. Not to say that, you know, it was any different maybe in terms of scrutiny, although I think it was, but mostly that where it was coming from was our people. And our people, I thought, were in some ways unfairly criticizing in some areas, but then also at the same time claiming that, okay, well, now you can, you know, black people can't claim anything else now because look, you got your president. So from here on out, you know, it, it's equal. So, yeah, I mean, I think as we kind of close this episode, like, since it's kind of touching on politics, like, I mean, Babylonian politics are always going to be evil. We talked about this before with our Democrats episode. Um, Ryan's a registered libertarian. <laughs> yep, <that's true. laughs> um, I'm a registered independent. Um, 
and we're both just looking at uh, these two parties and the politicians they put forth and seeing all the compromises they have to take, these good Christians that have to take all these compromises in order to gain that power, to gain that position, to get reelected. And it's reprehensible. It's just reprehensible. Um, but we're going to have grace and compassion on them. We're not going to let our racism feed into that uh, criticism. Um, and so, yeah, it's just to kind of close on my end, and then Ryan, you could kind of have the last word. It's just with like with MLK, we talked about this. It's it's just mind boggling to me that with what I heard about, you know, Obama and the racial epithets I heard about him, I've heard people call him the N word. I've heard people call him a monkey. I've heard people call him all these things. And then all the subtle ones, but then to at the same time claim we're in a post-racial America where there's not real racism anymore, I'm. it just doesn't make sense at all to me. We can discuss where the specifics are and what the solutions are, but to deny it exists at all really in any tangible way is absolute, absolute just buffoonery. Uh, that the same people that are laughing at that joke your friend told you, Ryan, are the also the ones mm-hmm. claiming that Ryan, there's not any racism left. Why are you acting yeah, like we people have the hate same your kind? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So what's the, what's the last uh, word, Ryan? Uh, last word I think is this is this is why we can't just keep defaulting to well, you know, racism just has to change in individual hearts because <laughs> then you have the infinite cognitive dissonance of people who don't want to admit racism but do want to say that it's over and Mm -hmm. we have to especially in the church get collective um about who we're going to have in our congregations that are going to address this and in their hearts with others or just not because all you're going to get is the same old runaround for any Mm -hmm. political figure that's darker than them uh And that's why, man, we can't just change hearts. We can't just quote change hearts because. And when yeah. you when you say yeah. that, I feel like it's often it's never your own heart. It's always everyone else has to change uh-huh. the racist hearts. But uh-huh. I, I'm not. You know, Joe Biden would say that. And right. he literally signed the 1994 crime bill. <laughs> he's uh-huh. trying to fight systemic racism out here when he's one of the main perpetrators of it. Right. Um, which, granted, redemption, redemption, mm-hmm. character arc, whatever. We're all for it. But We're all there. Uh, yeah. It's just uh, it's dismissive. Anyway. All right. Four episodes done. Uh, next time, we got reparations coming up sometime. So y'all got mm. a good one coming. Um, but it will, it will be uh, in some time after this one. So, yeah. See you all later. Goodbye. Peace.